0: Welcome to the platform podcast on this show we're trying to educate you about the American college system We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us talking about the experiences in America And hopefully by the end of the show you would have taken away some amazing information enjoy Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, um, Jason. So Coach Brown um, is the head tennis coach at University of Montana, an amazing Division I program located in Missoula. They compete in the Big Sky Conference. I've personally known uh, Jason for quite a few years now. Uh, we net, we started networking over four years ago. That's when I first met him. And then I think it was about three years ago was when you signed our first recruit, Milo Ben, for tennis. And, yeah, he's... Um, so yeah, yeah yeah just about three exactly yeah absolutely and uh, I mean it was crazy how we got Milo signed with you because you know in New Zealand our schooling year goes from January or February to about November December and you know at the end of Milo's senior year um, he decided that you know he didn't want to go to America he wanted to study in New Zealand and I think he he was contemplating on starting law and he registered for classes and he got there and he said in April, you know, I don't want to be in New Zealand. I want to go to America. And I said, okay, you want to go to America in uh, four months? I'll try my best. And uh, <laughs> did a video quick as we could got a CV together and I sent it to you. And you, I remember you said, i want to talk to him. And literally within like 24 hours, we had a conversation with, with Milo and, and yourself and, well, the next you, thing he's packing his bags, go to Missoula.
1: Have him signed somewhere else. And the program like got dropped or something odd happened because I remember our, our, it was very last minute, but I think you did better work than that. I think you had him signed before I came into the picture and, <laughs> and some, something happened, but yeah, it worked out really well. And, and, uh, you know, I felt confident in, in, uh, you know, everything you were saying to me, but also, also the fact that, you know, great kid, um, you know it was an easy fit for me i i generally go i've been doing this just long enough that i go with like sort of what i sense out of someone and and yeah and it was it was correct he great great kid from a nice family and uh yeah he's he melded in with our team culture very well high achiever and yeah it's been yeah been good and then we've stayed in contact ever since i don't think that there's not too many weeks and definitely not a month that goes by that we don't like have volley that. something back and forth. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so
0: just going back to what happened to milo so he's i won't name the university or the coach but he signed with the so in april of the year that he wanted to go to college um he signed with the division one program and it was all locked in but then they lost some funding and wow. because of yes. that yeah his contract got uh terminated and so we, i think we're sitting in like june july and he wanted to go in august and that's when i reached out to you on facebook and we i was like do you need a guy? Because I've got one. And you said, actually, I do. And, you know, the the greatest thing about working with Coach Brown is how quickly the process moves. You know, I work with coaches where I have a conversation with a coach about an athlete. And then it's like one week, two weeks, three weeks, you don't hear back from them. With you, you, I heard back as soon as I sent a message, you know, within an hour, you had gotten back to me. And that's what I really appreciate you is that you're very transparent. You're very black and white with the process that you want to go through. And if the athlete isn't the right fit for you, you are like more than happy to be like, these are some
1: other programs I suggest that might be a good fit. And I totally oh, respect that. Yeah. I think that, you know, my love of college tennis is, is I'm not the perfect coach for everyone. And, and players aren't necessarily going to be the fit for our program. But there's a lot of great places in the U S to go. And, some coaches want to pretend that they have some school that, oh, if you go anywhere else, you're a fool. No, there's a lot of great places and a lot of great coaches, um, you know, and then I think for you, you know, what you've done a nice job of is developing this network of different guys that, you know, maybe I'm not going to have enough scholarship money, or maybe, you know, our roster's already full. And and yeah, and I feel like that, you know, well, your friend Ollie as well. Uh, you <laughs> know, we, Shut up. We bounce players back and forth between each other all the time as well you know at at Boise State and he's doing an amazing job on the recruiting front and you know uh yeah I think just continuing to foster a relationship with a lot of coaches who have like that same mindset a love of the sport and wanting student-athletes to be happy in whatever program they land in so
0: yeah (laughs) I guess like I always tell athletes, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And if you've got a lot of friends in this game, they will help you out. And it goes both ways. Like I get, you know, coaches contact me saying, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this girl? And like they rely on my reference off that athlete that determines like if they're going to pursue them or not. And, you know, I have to be very honest with you guys as well. And, you know, the great thing I like about you, um, Jason, is that sometimes I'd say, hey, what do you think about this program? And you might be like, oh, I don't know. We, we might need to have another chat about that program. Uh, let me just find out some more info. And you're, you're not like impulsive about it. You don't just move it off your table really quick just to free up your day. Like you really invest your time in helping. So I really appreciate that. So- well, thank you.
1: That means a lot to me. I think there's a spot too that that if I say, if I put my stamp on something, I want to like actually, you know, like yeah. put some research and know for a fact that it's, I want my my stamp to be a gold star, not to be like, you know, oh, well, I didn't really know. I just thought it was fine. I want it to be yeah. you know a really a concrete if I say it's great it's it's gonna be a good fit for someone, and you know I'm gonna be wrong too occasionally, but it's not gonna be without some due diligence and I feel like you operate the same way, you know oh, for sure for you sure. get to know, you get get invested in the kids and you know what your student athletes are gonna be like when they come to the u s yeah yeah, because you haven't always told me everybody is uh you know. A plus you'll be like well he's this is what you're going to have an issue here or you might have to work here and it's good to know i mean the honesty like the transparency is where it's all out for all of us
0: absolutely whether it's uh, an athlete that you know struggles academically or falls in love very
1: quickly but um you <laughs> sure, know there of course yeah both both can be uh fun to navigate around on occasion but uh,
0: that's an uh, inside uh, joke between me and Jason by the way um
1: definitely. but uh,
0: <laughs> um <laughs> but, but getting getting back to you all right so you're at, you're at University of Montana. You're the head coach. How did you get there? How did you
1: get that role? So I took a really interesting path into college tennis because I had spent uh, a lot of years out of tennis. I played, I played tennis in college and worked as a teaching professional for a while and then segued into sort of uh, bi- business, business side of things and was away from college tennis for a long time. And uh, they built a new indoor facility in Missoula And I got, I was like, I hadn't picked up a racket forever. And I started hitting with a bunch of ex university, Montana players and some current players and just fell back in love with the sport. And I think it only took a year or two. And I, I started, started as an assistant coach here at Montana in a volunteer role, just saying, Hey, however, I can help. Um, and you know, if it's a job you do for free, it really, you know, is, is something you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, we had a lot of success as on the sort of mid-major front, uh, winning the conference, making a bunch of conference finals, you know, uh, falling in inside the top three inside the big sky every year, basically. And, yeah, uh, sort of segue nicely into uh, getting off of the head coaching position. I'm just starting my fifth year and yeah, I, I, would, I love this job. I would, pay, I would actually pay to do this job. I, 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 I don't work at all anymore. I, I can't get enough of it. So it's, yeah, I feel very blessed, um, and have been really blessed with some amazing student athletes who, who also love tennis and, and love, you know, love the university of Montana, love being in Missoula. It's a great spot in the world. It's a, it's a, you know, a little unknown. And in some ways we kind of like that, Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful spot to get to coach from. Awesome.
0: Awesome. And for those that have never been to Missoula before in Montana, what's it
1: like? So we're, uh, we're about not quite a hundred thousand people inside a mountain valley, a big, wide mountain valley together. Um, river runs right by campus. Our campus has been here since the late 1800s. So a lot of beautiful brick buildings, um, we've got nine outdoor tennis courts that are, are right in the heart of campus. Um, so yeah, beautiful setting, beautiful setting to practice. Uh, yeah. And, and the nice thing about Missoula is there's no, we're the only show there's no professional sports in Montana. So being a grizz athlete is, is, I don't care if you're playing women's soccer or running track or, you know, on the American football team, then you're really a star. But if you're wearing a the Grizz or university of Montana, and you're walking around town, you're a bit of a celebrity here, which is, uh, which is always kind of fun. Then you double that up. If you have an accent and then it's just over, then you, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're almost signing autographs a lot. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty cool experience that you're not an afterthought when you come here, you really are, you really do get treated special, especially not only by, uh, the, the people inside the university system, but just the town itself is, is, uh, university of montana crazy in fact the whole state is so it's uh yeah it's really it's a special thing for a student athlete to get to be a part of
0: a few athletes told me that missoula is a little bit like queenstown in new zealand which is you know they've got these beautiful mountains it's like the destination to go to when you arrive in new zealand and it's beautiful in the summer and
1: yeah absolutely uh you know a lot of you know you'll see people fly fishing right like literally from the banks of campus yeah it's got tons of outdoor activity there's deer running through uh you know you can be out into the wilderness in about two minutes um yeah so it's in in it's got a, a lot of nice things about a small city so we have a lot of the amenities but we don't have i uh, virtually zero crime no you're safe everywhere it's yeah as far as the place for an international student-athlete to land i haven't had anyone who hasn't felt at home right away here because people are incredibly friendly especially and interested very interested in um sort of the opposite of like the east coast of the u.s where people are more confined to themselves and and here people want to know if if you know when you come to visit uh i promise you you're going to get stopped by uh you know every girl you meet wondering where you're from and how long you're here and and excited about having people visit montana because a lot of people are really uh, proud of this place especially you know i grew up in montana so it's it's uh well, you know, you know how you feel about New Zealand. It's it's special to you when ways that people people only understand if they're from here. So
0: Yeah. You know, like, I
1: feel very blessed to get to coach here.
0: It's going back to the whole Milo band, the student athlete that's currently playing men's tennis, that's one of our recruits. Um when when he was heading to University of Montana for the first time, because he went with his parents. It was so like helping Milo get a scholarship was a big thing. I've known Milo since he was a youngster, like since he was like 13, 12 years old and, <laughs> and just seen him grow and develop and just like, you know, you know, go up and down with results and really peak at the top end uh, where he's, you know, taking sets off guys that are representing New Zealand and doubles and stuff. So it was great. And then to get him to sign with that first division one school and then for that to fall through and to see a look on his face, like it killed me. I was, I was so disappointed. Um, and then, you know, when we got the opportunity with you, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, let's lock this in, we are going, let's go. So the parents are going over a little bit nervous. They got there, and they phoned me, and they said, Amrit, this place is ridiculous, it is so amazing and incredible, the people here are so nice, definitely seeing other kids there. And for me,
1: I was like, yes, like that is yeah, awesome. You find it too, because... Um, it's one of the big things when we talk, I talk, when I'm recruiting student athletes is all the coaches sound the same. They really do. We all say, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Oh, my school's great. And my guys are great and their team's doing well. And we're, you know, but I, I really think one, and I'm giving away a hidden secret that coaches are probably not going to like me to say <laughs> is, <laughs> uh, I let my guys do a lot of the recruiting yeah. in and then I'll just say, "Hey, call anyone on the roster and talk to them about what life is like here." And coaches who have something to hide will never do that. They'll say, "Oh, call this this student athlete specifically." But I just say, "Pick one, pick 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 a this kid." This is who's some liquid gold, and, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and if and see what they think, see what they how they feel, they're treated, yeah. how they feel, the facilities are, how they feel about whatever the shoes they get and. And how the strength training staff treats them or the athletic training staff when they're injured or, you know, I, I can tell you I'm a super nice guy, but uh, it doesn't mean much. But when my student athletes in a private phone conversation, you know, they're going to tell the truth. You know, there's no. And, and I like that. That's that sells the University of Montana and it sells any program a lot better in my mind.
0: I've actually got a story. I was in New York. I won't name this coach because he's <laughs> <it's> quite a- <laughs> Big, he's quite a big coach, a big deal. Um, but I was in New York because my little brother Ajit, he was playing in the Junior US Open one year, and he was about, I think he was, at that time he was about sixty-five ITF, so enough for coaches to be like, we want you to come play college tennis on our team.
1: Oh, absolutely, any, 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 basically any program in the in the nation for sure.
0: Yeah, and so we had a lot of interest, and we met with a few coaches. Now, my dad's a tennis coach. He, he's, he's crazy about tennis and that's what he does. <laughs> my mom has got a PhD in psychology. She is a super academic, like very, very intelligent, the best at what she does um, in the country. And so I had to try to find a balance for my parents, which has strong tennis good that can develop my little brother and has got really strong academics to sort out my mom, make sure she's happy. And because you don't want to upset my mother, okay? Number one, you don't want to upset Mother Rye. Absolutely, number one. (laughs) And um, we met with this particular university that was very good. And the coach was amazing. Like, you know, he recruited really well. At the end of the meeting, he got up, he gave my mom a hug, he shook my hand, walked away from the meeting. My mom looked at me and goes, Yep, that's where your brother's going. And I said, Well, hold on. Let me just call a few of my mates. So I phoned a friend of mine that, was like one of the top players in the country from New Zealand. And I said, hey, what do you think about this university? And he said, mate, do not send (laughs) your little brother there. I said, why is that? And he told me the story that had happened and it shocked me. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. I phoned two other people and they confirmed it. And I was like, if I didn't talk to those guys, I wouldn't have known about that. Because at the end of the day, like coaches try to recruit. And what I like about you was that, you're so like, you stand back and then you just let, like, as you said, you let your players talk, you let them talk to other people, you know, other coaches.
1: And I really appreciate that. Well, I think that there's so many coaches who get like that really good at the recruiting side, but you need someone who's seen you, you know, lose a heartbreaking conference match for three and, and then see how, how a coach responds, how they treat their players, how they act, you know, when you're, you know in stressful situations or things don't go your way those are the times that you've you know get to test people's true character and and you know obviously your players or your coworkers workers they're, they're the ones who can see see what what uh, the truth is you know with some real clarity and speak to it so yeah it's nice Absolutely. it's nice that it's oh, nice that i mean it's easy for me because i love this so then it makes it it's <laughs> not you know yeah. it, it's not uh yeah i don't get there's i'm not holding my breath and one day i'm going to not be happy doing this it's like I I can't see not doing anything but this. So it's nice. Athletes
0: arriving at University of Montana um, have told me that your facilities are absolutely incredible. I've seen them on, you know, looking at pictures online, some stuff on YouTube. But what's it like for people that are listening to this for the first time that
1: have no idea? Well, I I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think that we have nice facilities relatively because we're not, I mean, we are a mid-major. We're not... You know, when you talk about power five schools and that's not what we are. And there's a different we sort of have a different idea throughout with development. And there's not this incredible pressure to win from day one. And and, you know, and a lot of these kids go to really big power five schools if they aren't in the lineup. You know, they're in the transfer portal. And, you know, my idea here at Montana is we bring freshmen in. We develop them. We you know, maybe they. Sorry about that. Not used for, uh, you know, and we're in it for the long term. We're not in it for they don't have to show up and, 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 uh, you know, dominate from day one because I'm not, I'm not going to lose my job. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're doing all the right things. So our facilities are nice. We've got nine on, uh, um, nine outdoor courts on the heart of campus, like I said, and then the really the jewel for our athletics is they just built about a sixteen million dollar training facility um, that is right next door to the tennis courts. That's, I mean, if it, I would say it rivals any, any facility in the, in the, in the NCA as far as, uh, you know, place to get stronger, get faster, um, you know, really, really develop your athletic potential yeah. off court. Uh, so that, that side of things, it's a, I think it's, I think we're, it's its fourth year operating and yeah, just fantastic place to, to get to train and well, and speaking to Milo, I mean, like you've, I guess he hasn't been home for a bit, but you know, he came here, a a skinny, a a skinny little Kiwi and he's (laughs) now he's, he's scary. I mean, it's a place that you can really, really develop that athletic potential and it's, uh, yeah, we're blessed to have that. And then we play at a local club for our indoors. That's, uh, about 10 minute drive from campus, but it's pristine. And yeah, we really enjoy it there. And it's, it's actually really nice. Uh, to get to interact with community tennis members on a daily basis. And it develops a lot of Grizz tennis fans. You know, they have vested interests in our players know a lot about them, you know, want to speak to them and our guys are really friendly and nice about that. And it it works really well. It's sort of win, win that we get to play not in this isolated environment where we, you know, don't see anyone else. So um yeah. yeah and they treat us really well there too so yeah we're we're blessed i have no zero complaints about sort of our the structure of things for us and uh yeah and and it stands up to almost any other mid-major program for sure
0: i mean i guess anything that we have here in new zealand you guys have got better
1: <laughs> so i mean well,
0: you should honestly like i've been to some of the best sporting institutes here in new zealand and there's the scale of sport in the, in the states is so much bigger than the scale of sports here in New Zealand. And I mean, I've had, I've got friends that play rugby in professional teams here that get, tra- get training in the best environments we have here in New Zealand. And I've been to the States on some tours
1: and I've seen it and it's been absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, we're really, I think we got to give credit where credit is due, but American football, like NCAA football and then yeah. NCAA basketball really like sort of drives the athletic train in the U S. So, yeah. it, I, I mean, I don't think they spent $16 million to make sure the tennis players were strong. It might've been to make sure the, uh, all the linemen in the football team were strong, but we get, we get the benefit. So, you know, I make sure to go, uh, give the, give the football staff a f- fist bump about once a week and say, thanks for, you know, thanks for having this you know, great place for us to use as well. Yeah. So And, and it's nice too, because, and this is the case through a lot of the U S but like, this is a facility that's only open to 200 odd student athletes. Yeah. You know, it's not a public, it's not a public facility. It's not, no one else can go in there. It's, it's really just a special place where Grizz athletes can all be together. And, and I, from a tennis standpoint, it's really nice when you're looking at uh, you know, some of these kids on the track team who are just absolute specimens and they really inspire you to like uh, you know, work a little bit extra harder on your fitness because being the strongest, fastest tennis player probably, you know, doesn't equate as much as the strongest, fastest uh, football player or person on the soccer pitch or whatnot. So it's good. They, I think the teams inspire each other.
0: You know, a lot of players that you have on your team, do they have aspirations of hitting the
1: futures tour, getting a getting an ATP point, et cetera. Yeah. So that's changed a bit for us. Um, Almost exclusively now, and this is a transition probably over the last like since we've known each other over the last like four or five years is the vast majority of my recruits now are do have pro aspirations. Uh, A lot of time they have like just what you said, realistic pro aspirations. You know, I want to make the top 200 in doubles or I want to get an ATP point or I want to spend a year on the Futures Tour and just test. Um, You know, most of the guys know it feels with the internet and even things like this, there's enough information out there that, you know, where you fit in and, and not to put a cap on how good you can get, because I think that's my job is we just figure out how good you can get. We get four years of great training and equipment and, and competition, and we see how good you can get. And if we get a player as close to their potential as possible, that's absolute victory. Um, But yeah, I, I think we're getting a lot more, a lot more players coming in who say, yeah, what do you, what do we want to do? What do you, what's your tennis goals? And almost all of them say like, I'd like to spend some time on the pro tour. And for me, that, that adds a real quality to the seriousness of their undertaking in the sport, which is good, you know, but I mean, from a recruiting standpoint for me, it's more important. My real question and I, I ask it overtly, but I also really Ask some probing questions on how much do you love this sport? Like, because that's where it's got to come from. There's got to be this, it can't be work. It's yeah. got to be like come from this, like, and we have a bunch of tennis nerds on this team. We talk oh, we talk challenger tour, we talk every aspect of of tennis from every conference and every player and who's ranked here. And every day it's just tennis breakdown 101. So it's great. That's awesome. That's so good to yeah. hear um what's your
0: experience dealing with professional tennis players
1: oh um (laughs) you know i i've had a pretty interesting journey almost on accident um so i i kind of i guess when i'm about two years into i started a little analytics company uh doing some scouting and data analysis and uh yeah it's made me a lot better college coach but i uh yeah i got the pleasure of starting to work almost unintentionally for Grigor Dimitrov in 2019 and the first tournament I worked with him on, he made the semifinals, of the U S open and beat Roger Federer. And so it sort of launched into this great relationship. And it's since I've, I've worked with uh, a bunch of other pros here and there off and on. Um, but he's sort of maintained as my main, my main focus and my main client. And yeah, I think it's taught me a lot about not only the statistical side of tennis, but, you know, what it takes to be a great coach and, and the seriousness that those guys at the top of the game take their take their job. I mean, outside of maybe an outlier like Nick Kyrgios or someone who, who does it his own way, these guys are living, they live, you know, recovery, train, fuel, sleep, meditate, walk, hit again, recover, you know, I mean, yeah. their life revolved around that, and and it's fun for me to sort of implement that into the college game a little bit. To say, hey, you have pro aspirations, you know, you've got to cut some things out uh, that might be distracting you. Um, yeah. I did laugh too, and and when that very first started, I might have told you this story at one point, but uh, I flew out to ne- I flew out for the for the semifinals of the U.S. Open uh, after he beat Federer, after Grigor beat Federer, and uh, uh, I came back. After the weekend of hanging out there and you know, spend a bunch of time obviously on the grounds of the Open and and uh, everyone on my team paid like extra close attention. All of a sudden, I was a genius. Everything I said, they were locked in on every word. You know, the week before, I wasn't nearly as smart. And all of a sudden, and I mean, nothing had really changed other than you know, a little bit of uh, you know, stars in their eyes. And yeah, it's been it's been a fun journey. And the guys, of course, are always rooting for 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 Grigor and he's a great guy. So it's easy. Yeah. It's, it's easy that way, but it's um, yeah, we've had a good time like watching his matches and breaking them down together as a team and doing some fun things on, on that side of things. So that's yeah, a- I, it's my main focus, but that's such a cool side sideline thing to get to do and learn and explore more about this game because it, it feels like uh, it's, it's, uh it's a, a beautifully simple game, but, with levels of complication that really make it something that I could never get tired of
0: I, I, I first knew about you working with Gregor Dimitrov when I was phoning you about a recruit and you're like I'm right re- I've got to go I'll call you back in two minutes I was like why and you're like Gregor's calling me I'm like Gregor who's Gregor and you're like Dimitrov I work with him and I'm like what
1: <laughs> yeah it- it's funny, too, with uh, there's been a little bit and it's not anything that I I mean, this is probably the most public uh, publicly where public like uh forum. I've talked about it um, because I think even the top guys don't talk about like having analytics work. They kind of it's kind of under under wraps most of the time. But, uh, yeah, word kind of spread. And so I've had more I've I've had a lot more people come to me like, hey, is this true? I think I'd like to come to Montana. And I always laugh about it. Like, well, don't. Don't think I'm some sort of genius here because I'm I'm not, but I'm I'm constantly working to get better and smarter and and become a better coach. So um, well, that's I mean, just want to be able to do it.
0: When you surround yourself with good people, like there's some things that you just can't learn with a textbook, right? There's things that you learn with experiences, oh. and you know you're working with great coaches. You know you know Chris, Christian Christian um, who works yeah, with my yeah. brother.
1: Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, who's worked with your brother quite a bit when he was yep. working with Gregor. Yeah. And, and I pick his brain. It's, it's crazy. He's a great guy and I pick his brain all the time on stuff on what we look for in players and what's important from a coaching standpoint. And yeah, I mean, just having, having people to talk to on, on the pro level or, you know, some facilitating some really nice relationships in the college game. And I think some of these college coaches on are just incredible. There's some really, really sharp guys in college because, uh, you know, I think that there's a glamor to working in pro tennis, you know, and I spoke, I was, you know, I've got two young sons or, or fairly young sons and, and a wife here, and this is my home. And, and there was some talk of me going on the pro tour a little bit to coach and it's just, you know, this college tennis is such a great gig. I mean, you're, you're home a lot. You get to spend time with family. You're not on, you're not living out of a suitcase, you know, nine months of the year, which yeah. Sounds great. until you're, you know, six weeks in it and missing, missing your bed and your dog. So, you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I think that these, that's why the U S college tennis now is definitely the conduit to the pro tour. I yep. mean, with people maturing later, coming and getting this incredible free, like effectively free training and equipment and getting great competition and, you get a real good idea, even at the mid-major level, if pro tennis is in your future. You know, if, if you come to the if you come to the University of Montana and you're dominating the Big Sky and you're winning all your matches at one, yeah, there's there's some answers. But if you're if you're 500 at number six, you know, I hope I hope uh, you know I hope you're doing well in school because pro tennis might not be the answer, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. fun to figure. I mean, you can still have an amazing experience either way.
0: In terms of like red flags you've mentioned that you know you encourage your your boys and your team to you know do some of the recruiting as well and network with different athletes coming in what are some red flags for you that are are sort of like oh i'm not going to go that that direction with that athlete oh this is great what a great
1: question um i i funny i just spoke with our academic advisor about this and i'll tell you like this is almost unequivocal if you have a student-athlete and either they're really poor at responding or taking care of sort of academic business or, or business within signing. That's one red flag. But the even bigger one, the like giant red flag is when I have emailed a potential student athlete and I get a response from their mom or their dad saying, oh, I'll take care of this. Like there is no possible way you're going to move halfway around the globe. If your mom is still like answering your emails and taking care of your, your, you know, and, and I've like, literally have a one-to-one ratio with guys that, uh, I have a great kid who's going to be a sophomore from Germany and, and, and it, and it, it fits well with what you said about me earlier. Like I'll message him, say, Hey, you need to take care of this. And 22 minutes later, I'll, he'll say, I'll get a message back, say done. Thanks. And, and I'm like, the task I gave you took 21 minutes to do. Like, like you literally got on it immediately and then responded with it being done. And, and then when they come here, it's just immediate success. It's easy. They get, they, they get straight A's. They don't have any issues. Um, you know, we have a team group chat and I'll put in like, Hey, this is, this needs to be taken care of by the end of the day, no later. And it's usually within the hour and it's, you know, when you, when you operate that way, um, but it starts from the top. I have to operate that way too, you know? I can't, I can't be the guy like responding three days later. Like I have to be the same way and put those high expectations on student athletes. And then, and then the the red flags kind of go away. No, one's waving. There's they're not there to be waved. So that's a big one, honestly, is if parents are doing the, if parents are doing your academic work or your, your work about getting into school is a real big one response time. um, We take care of the things we're interested in, in this life, you know, I mean, I was excited to talk to you. You said, Hey, can we do this? Yes. And we got it scheduled immediately. You know, I mean, it's just the way it works and because yeah. I'm interested in this and I was excited to talk to you and it shows. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's probably one of the big ones. Uh, yeah. Love of tennis. Like I spoke about is big, uh, a lot of times, and I don't know if a lot of coaches do this, this might be another secret I'm giving away, but I let my team decide a lot of times with players because they'll know better than I possibly can. So if Milo says a Kiwi kid, isn't not a good kid, or he, he has a bad reputation of cheating in tennis or, you know, what I'm any of those, those are all red flags, obviously, but I let my guys sort of speak to that as well. And this um, is
0: why I tell athletes, there are eyes on you.
1: Oh, when always.
0: When you step on court, when you're 15 years old, even if you are not sure about going to college, you're going to create some sort of, you know, uh, feedback in a, in a positive or negative way. And you want to make sure that it's always in a positive way. You want to treat people with respect. You want to treat coaches with respect. You don't want to pick fights with people at tournaments. Yes. Matches get heated sometimes, but you want to be very respectful after the match. Be like, Hey man, look, it's all good. You don't want to cause any problems because athletes, not just coaches, athletes can also
1: take scholarships away from you. Oh, 100%. And, and sometimes deservedly so. Um, but yeah, you're writing a story, your tennis career, no matter how serious you take it or not is writing a story and you don't know who's going to put that story up and read it. And it gets more, it gets more views than people think. And and it goes the other way too. It's not all negative. There's guys, we've had plenty of guys here who maybe have been on the fence talent wise, or, or, you know, it's, it's close, or maybe they need a little bit more scholarship money than their level probably speaks to. And, You'll have someone from their home country or someone who played him in an ITF and say, no, no, this is a great guy. Played doubles with him when we were 14, you know, comes, is just a great human. He'd be a perfect fit culturally here. Um, The next thing you know, you know, they're, they're wearing maroon and silver because, you know, and, and the guys know, they know better than we possibly can, because just like the coach who was recruiting your brother, everybody can put on a good show when they make a video or they make a recruiting call they can you know comb their hair extra nice and be super polite but you know when they're playing some random ITF and they don't think anybody's watching and they still behave well and and maybe they get cheated on match point and they still walk up and say you know you know tough match or whatever and they look their opponent in the eye and or take the classy road it shows up i i i know you believe this too but i just think doing the right things repeatedly it, you know, you get what you deserve after a while.
0: Oh, totally. And you know what you said about the response time, just going back a couple of points um, early in this chat, you said that, you know, the response time of the athlete really shows who they are. And, you know, if they don't respond to you quick enough, then you're going to be thinking how much do they really want this? And I guess it's like, if you get a job at an international, you know, insurance company, it's massive and you're getting a hundred grand a year as a salary And and the boss says, you got a meeting at 11 a.m and you don't turn up at 11 a.m of course you're going to get a warning and then if you do it again you're going to get fired in college tennis is very the same like if a coach says i want to schedule a call with you at this time and you miss it because you forget coaches will move yeah. on
1: they will move There's on. Not, yeah the one i always use with the guys is you know it'd fit well with you if if margot robbie texts you and says hey you you want to go on a date this Saturday, how long are you going to wait to respond? You know, you're going to wait. Oh, sorry. I, I, you know, of course it's going to be important and you're going to, you're going to be like, absolutely. Can we make it Friday? You know, you're not, it's not going to be one of those things like, oh, I mean, you, your, your actions speak to what's important to you. And, and, uh, and it keeps a well-oiled machine this way that it's, no one has to guess. And, you know, and from a coach's standpoint, I, like I said, I have to do this too. And I have to show up and, you know, I pick up every student athlete from the airport, every single, I drop them off every time, four in the morning, it doesn't matter because they're important to me. And I want to show them that they're important to me. They're like, Oh no coach, I can get an Uber. Like, I don't want you in an Uber. What if the Uber doesn't show you're going home for Christmas. It's important you're on that flight in plenty of time. And, you know, then we get the 15 minute drive to the airport to bond and talk about what's their plans. And hopefully that they're going to hit some tennis balls over break. And, yeah. you know, you know, and I think those are the things where it's not just the athletes responsibility to show up in these endeavors. It's the coach's responsibility too. And, and athletes can figure out if the coach is in it for the paycheck, or if they're in it for the sort of the love of the game and the development of their players as well. And it shows up pretty quickly, I think.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. In terms of tournaments, like, you know, you've got the fall and the spring season, What's sort of a day for you guys? You mentioned that you got courts in the middle of campus. Do the boys have the same schedule or are they slightly different where some athletes might have a private or like a one-on-one session with you? How does that work? Oh yeah, so we,
1: um, we usually double, like guys will do, everyone usually does at least one individual a week. We practice six days a week as a team. Uh, my personal belief uh, is we go really intensely and don't drag tennis out. I want you to want more. And a lot of times the guys, if they don't have like lifting or conditioning after a practice, they almost all stick and play more because I want practice to end. And you want to hit more, not practice to end. And you're like, thank, thank God it's finally done. You know, <laughs> uh, you want to, you, I like sometimes they're like, Hey, can we, can, you know, and obviously you can always stay and play more, but I want it to be, you know, that you want a little bit more. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I can't, I tell this to everyone I recruit, I can't physically or emotionally say no because it would haunt me. So if you, if you, if you say, you know, if you're playing tennis here and you say, Hey, I need a 5. AM because I really need to work on my return to serve. I'll pick you up at four Let's go. Like, I can never say no. I have to, I have to get that work in with them. And I like that. Um, the guys like it too, that they know they always have access to more training. Um, we've been blessed here too with, a lot of great, I've had a really good assistant, but also I've had a bunch of ex-players come back for random different reasons. We had one come back for COVID. Um, He was working in New York City and he came back, he moved back to Missoula for a year to help, was the volunteer coach for a year and worked remote. And then, you know, he'd graduated in 2017 and he could still, you know, played one for us. So he could still beat about half the team. So it was great to have another body out there, you know, who isn't, you know, uh that far removed from college tennis telling these guys this is what you have to do to succeed. Um yeah so a typical day uh 90 minutes to two hours of training we lift or condition about four days a week usually i'm a believer in practicing in the afternoons i i can no matter how early in the morning you tell a college kid you're gonna practice do you think they're going to bed at nine absolutely not they're still it's still midnight yeah. they're still on at midnight before they go to bed no matter how early so um sleep is incredibly important for recovery and injury prevention it's uh it's like the in my mind the most the the one legal the 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 legal performance enhancer is sleep yeah uh you know no doubt about it so i don't think it it enhances your toughness being tired <laughs> i mean i think it just means you're tired and your yeah. practice is gonna probably be a subpar so um yeah most of our stuff is an afternoon um, fall season, usually get everybody about four fall tournaments.
0: Yeah. Uh, you got a Boise super-
1: state, right? Boise state's one of your guys. Yeah, we, yeah. Go to Boise, go to Gonzaga, usually university of Utah. We'll have a regional event and there's actually a local tournament we play here in Missoula. And, and uh, those are real kind of grindy in the fall. Yeah. So a lot of times the guys are getting five, six plus matches over the course yeah. of, uh, two days or two and a half days. Yeah. And you see so you, you get in the uh, you get in the suburban on the drive home and it's not everyone's just passed out. It's like yeah. just everyone dead and sore. And um, yeah. And then the fall, we play a real nice schedule of some power five schools and a lot of mid majors around our sort of the whole Western U.S. And um, another recruiting piece I say here is if you go to school in Southern California, you usually leave your dorm room, get in the van, drive to your match, drive back home, sleep in your dorm room because there's a million schools in the East coast and the West coast that you can play. Well, here we've got some space. We've got some space in the U S West. Yep. So we tr- typically travel to nine, nine States every season. Yeah. So you get to see all of the West, which is kind of a cool exploration versus just getting to see uh, North Carolina and South Carolina repeatedly, <laughs> you know, where you go to school, which is, Hey, not, there's some good things about that as well. Um, you know, some six hour car rides once in a while get a little monotonous, but it's a good time to bond. That's awesome. That's so cool. In terms of
0: road trips with athletes, if is do you have like is there a certain two things when you go away on a road trip and you're playing an event at a different university? If the drive is very long, do you end up staying there overnight and instead of coming all the way back, like if it's
1: like oh. six hours one way? Oh, for us always. In fact, we always go the night before. Perfect. so we'll all, always we always without a doubt we'll 100 especially if it's like a dual match yeah um well actually even if it's a fall tournament we'll go the night before get trained at the facility wherever we're going to play you know get checked into the hotel and then even if the match say we play a fall event and the last matches end sunday night we'll stay sunday night and come home monday and drive home during the day safer and you know, everybody gets to rest and, and maybe, you know, jump in an ice bath in their hotel room and get recovered a little bit better that way. And um, yeah, I mean, all of that, all of that, it's always safety first, but it's always performance hand in hand with safety. So you're going to play a lot better. If I would never expect someone to drive even an hour and try to get out of the car and play their best tennis. It's much better to like, you know, have a good night's sleep, wake up a lot of times, get a good, you know, hour long, hit in the morning before even before and then we'll go back in the afternoon for the hour warm up you know it's the level of professionalism as i think the most shocking thing at least in our program um the level of professionalism that goes into the the athletics and when we take competition how seriously we take competitions it's not uh rolling up to the park with a you know maybe a water bottle you know yeah, it, uh, and maybe a towel. It's you know your bag is packed. We're doing Great really together. structured warm ups and and really taking you know we're we're not leaving any anything to chance as far as performance goes.
0: Yeah, awesome. And the second part of my question was, when they do go on these trips, they're not like a normal student where they're on campus studying full time. They're away. Do they get any extensions on assignments, or is there any academic
1: support there that your athletes get access to? Absolutely. So we 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 have a an academic advisor just for our tennis team. And she laughs that I think our team GPA is like three point eight or something. So everybody gets straight A. So it's really easy. She's like, you got you make my job really easy. But yeah, so they do. We we provide letters to all the professors. So any absences are excused. Um, Generally, you know, I occasionally will proctor a test on the road. But for the most part, they're pretty flexible with take the test early, take the test late if that comes up. Um, yeah. And they have, you know, if there is problems in a class, we've got incredible academic services to make sure that our student athletes have every chance to succeed because, you know, we treat what they're doing as the job. It's their job that they're getting paid in scholarship dollars. And we want to just like, you know, you want to give your employees every chance to succeed. We want to give ours every chance to succeed too and work together for that. So yeah. Um, and cool. our guys are really—they study on the road together, help each other out. A lot of business majors that on men's tennis, so they you know work together a lot with projects and and making sure that they kind of you know help each other succeed. And and I think that feels really good. It keeps—it's a good another 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 good aspect of bonding, you know, on court and off court.
0: That's awesome. I love that, Coach Brown. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> me today. Yeah. Great catching up, It'd been it's been too long. I know. It's been way too long. Been way too long. And uh, I've got a couple of studs that I'm definitely going to be sending away soon. So,
1: well, you no, know, I'll well take great care. And oh, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. I think the Kiwis, I think it's a nice fit here in Missoula Forum. I think they feel at home right away. So, yeah, yeah I can't can I really look forward to working with you uh, you know, until we until both of our hair turns gray. Mine's already kind of there, but oh
0: mine's getting gray. <laughs> mine's getting great. Look, can you see the sides there? Oh, These okay. are
1: the this is I
0: got another shed of gray because I had a girl that was meant to fly out to LA yesterday, and the consulate didn't send her passport. So oh, sorry. Ooh, couple of copies, man. <laughs> always something. Get after it, my man. Yeah, you have to. And also, guys that are watching this. Um, go follow um, the University of Montana men's tennis team on Instagram, Facebook, check out their website, see their schedule, go on YouTube, see all the good stuff. They post a lot of content. And as coach said, you know, feel free to reach out to some of their players in their team. You know, our boy Milo Ben, shout out to Milo. He's a great, great young man, good role model for a lot of Kiwis that want to go over to the States. Um, You know, he's there and he's absolutely loving it. I think we might even get Milo on this. So (laughs) That'll be great. Oh, that'd
1: be great. Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to hear what he has to say. That'd be a, that'd be amazing. Cool. So hopefully he yeah, still well, got th- that New Zealand accent. He does, yeah. I told him I, they, you're not allowed when you come here, you're not allowed to lose it. You've got to you've got to stay true to uh that. wherever you can, so yeah, cool. All right, I'll catch you later. Thanks, Jason. All right, All right take care.